I'm Maureen Ellsbury. I'm Ryan Sprague. And I'm Jason McClellan. It's go time. Looks like this planet is next in line. They travel from world to world, making everyone stupid. My God, they're like flying televisions. This is the Rogue Planet Podcast, taking you straight into the future, but sort of. Greetings, people of Earth, and welcome to the Rogue Planet Podcast. I hope everyone survived Halloween and made it through the dark night without any serious encounters with zombies, ghosts, or any other monsters. How did you guys make out? Any spooky encounters, or I guess more realistically, run-ins with annoying (laughs) trick-or-treaters? I just had the prototypical train ride home here in New York City. Um, That can be scary. That can be scary. Everyone in their smeared makeup, passed out. (laughs) The smell of vomit in the air. Ah, New York. (laughs) So that was my Halloween. How about you, Maureen? Um, so I ended up going over to Seattle and going to, um, a friend's house. And then we went down to this bar that they have a stake in called the Shanghai room. And almost everyone there was dressed up, of course, except for us. We were all, uh, conveniently all in black though. So that, that was what I joked. Our costume was is oops, we all wore black. (laughs) Um, but I had a little incident where, after a while, you know, we had a couple drinks. Um, they had karaoke at this place every night. And this, like, towards the end of the night, this adorable Luke Skywalker gets on stage and sings karaoke. I, I wish I could remember the song. But anyways, and then he, like, made a couple funny jokes. And he was really good looking. And so my friend and I tried to go find him so I could hit on him. <laughs> um, but he disappeared. It was like he didn't exist. So... Wait, you mean a Jedi disappeared? Yeah. What? Yep. <laughs> yep. I thought you were more of the Han Solo type. Well, and, and that's exactly what I told her. I leaned over and said, it's okay. I'm more of a Han Solo girl anyways. Oh, good. <laughs> that's pretty Still funny. my punchline, Ryan. Jeez. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, Let's edit this out. <laughs> since, since we're already talking about Han Solo, we might as well go into some news and we'll start off with Star Wars news. Some pretty awesome posters released today. Um, Lucasfilm released some character posters for the upcoming Star Wars Force Awakens. And uh, what are there? But five, five of these posters. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Han Solo is one of them. It's pretty fantastic to see. He, he's already my desktop background. I had a feeling you would do that. That's pretty <laughs> funny. But here's something interesting, guys. And if you want to get conspiratorial, you can. So right after these dropped, Mr. Chewbacca himself, Peter Mayhew tweeted uh, a photo of the posters and said, these are amazing. Alas, I do not have one to show you. Hashtag sad Wookiee. Hashtag hint, hint. And I I think he then caught himself and realized people might read into that. And then he responded to that and said, re hashtag hint, hint. Think more. Some great fan should make me one and less nebulous yet insidious insight spoiler. So, (laughs) I right. don't. I, I think he honestly just wanted somebody to make him one, and was sad that he doesn't have a poster. Not hinting that, as we previously discussed, that Chewbacca might die in this movie. 
Well, that's funny that you bring that up because I saw it as well. And I immediately took it as somebody make me a poster. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. I didn't either until I saw his response. <laughs> that always happens, though, with these sort of things. It takes one tweet and the entire, you know, geek realm starts hypothesizing. So I don't blame people for coming up with that. And sometimes that's how uh, certain storylines get leaked to the public is just a careless tweet here and there. So the age we live in, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And uh, while we're talking about Star Wars, I do want to mention I mean, this story's gone completely viral is um, the Force for Daniel campaign now uh, where this diehard uh, Star Wars fan, uh, his last dying wish, he was given two months to live in September. His last dying wish is to see the Force Awakens and uh, obviously getting short on time here. And he's apparently made the request to Disney, but he never heard back. Um, So now it's gone. The story's gone viral. And so everyone share hashtag force for Daniel. So this guy can see the movie. That, that reminds me a lot of Stephen King when uh, that guy on death row asked to know the end of the, what was it? The towers, Dark tower series, Dark tower yeah. series. And he told him, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's interesting. I feel like they're going to have to crumble Disney to this or else they're going to look like complete assholes. Well, and Mark, <laughs> Mark Hamill, Hamill and people yeah. have gotten behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have gotten behind it. I think that, I mean, I hope it happens in some sort of um, realm, but a lot of people have also remarked that the poor guy's going to see one out of three. Right, right. It's like, well, I totally understand that. You know, you want to see the first of the um, sort of trying to make this better and let's not screw up like we did last time trilogy to Mm -hmm. see how it goes. But for his sake, let's hope it's good, too. You would hate that... (laughs) He would be disappointed as his final moments in life. Yeah. Especially if someone dies in it, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, pushing Star Wars aside, we've got Star Trek to talk about today, guys. There is a new Star Trek series coming. Uh, Fans have been clamoring for this for years now with the lack of Star Trek on television. So CBS Television Studios announced that a new series is coming in January of 2017. But they're taking the interesting approach of having this be a, uh, I don't want to say a web series, but it's a a series that's going to be on CBS All Access, their digital network. So it's going to be by digital subscription only. It's not going to air on television. Interesting approach. And I think this is because a lot of places are trying to push their, you know, digital subscription services because that's the way TV is going. And they figured... Star Trek has such an enormous fan base Mm -hmm. that there is no way they won't get, you know, hundreds of thousands of subscriptions just based on this one program. So, I mean, I understand why they did it. I don't necessarily like that approach, but uh, good for them. I don't either. Um, I'm a big proponent of this type of distribution and and, uh, studios going this route. But there are already so many different people out there, so many different uh, companies and studios trying to do this model and charging their own fees, having their own access points, when I think it would be better when you already have things in place like Netflix and, and things that people are already subscribing to. 
go that route, offer your content there, make a deal with these these already existing digital networks because I'm not going to go and subscribe to CBS's service when I'm already subscribed to like Amazon Prime and Netflix. You know, too, I I'm already subscribed to too many and I'm already only subscribed to a couple. So You've got all these others thrown in the mix with the HBO Go, and oh man, it's just getting crazy. That's a really good point, Jason. I just feel like every time someone mentions a new TV show, I get really excited, and then it's, oh, it's only on Amazon Prime. It's only on Hulu. It's only on this, and I'm just like, I can't afford all this. Just give it to me in one fellow swoop, please. <laughs> right. It's like Pat- Patrick Stewart's show, Blunt Talk. Uh-huh. I really want to see that, but it's on Showtime. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to pay for Showtime, so I've got to wait till it'll eventually come out on Netflix or something so I can watch it. Actually, yeah. now you can subscribe to Hulu's portion of Showtime. Really? Yeah. Um, it's another a, a small fee, and you can get all the Showtime programming as well. But I don't hmm. know. I would double check and make sure that program is part of the Showtime package, obviously. But Yeah. In, and there's like a lot of uh, new show news coming out too. I don't know if you guys are fil- familiar with the uh, His Dark Materials series. I'm not. Of books? No. Okay, it's basically like the anti-Christian. I should. I don't mean anti-Christian, but you know how um, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was all based on Christian background. Ideas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is the opposite of that, but it's it's kind of a similar feel where these characters are traveling um between different dimensions it's okay you probably saw the terrible movie the golden compass yeah oh okay okay yeah so that's one of the books of it so anyways the bbc is now launching and i've read all the books his dark materials as a, a television show i think it's coming in 2016 but um very exciting news but you guys don't you're you're not as big of a geek as I am on those. <laughs> no, clearly not. But we are all X Files geeks, so let's talk about this. There are now rumors swirling that there are going to be X Files, uh, an X Files spinoff. What do you guys think about that? Well, we discussed this last week. We, we did. I'm, I mean, yeah, yeah. Our I mean, thoughts the, on it. I, I'm all for it. I I don't care. It's X Files. I know everyone is like, it's not going to be the same. No, it's not. That's 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 the point. Uh, I think it's just introducing people to this this thread of the unknown and uh, what that really means and having some sort of official, uh, I guess, either federal or government agency looking Mm -hmm. into it. And that's what I've always found most compelling. Um, So, yeah, you know what? If we're going to get new agents, uh, let's do it. I'm all for it. I'm just glad it's back. All right. Well, so here's a question. I already stated pretty – adamantly last week that i'm not a huge fan of rebooting this series maybe it'll turn out to be awesome and i get your point ryan i agree with you on that that it's great to have an official agency investigating you know cases of the strange on tv yes bring in the new generations to love that i wonder now we were really happy when they announced that they were going to use the same theme song and th- you know credits uh for this sixth series we got coming up are they going to then change that for the reboot and make it more modern? Or are they going to try to take our original song and everything? Uh, I think so. I I think that's really all they will have to depend on whether we get, you know, guest features every now and again from, uh, 
Duchovny or what have you, Pelegi. Um, we'll see. But I think that is the only thing that will keep the uh, the original generation of X-Files fans really interested. Um, maybe I, not. Maybe not. Maybe they want to do a complete overhaul. I, I suspect they would they would do something completely different if it doesn't have David Duchovny yeah. and Gillian Anderson. Yeah. Because because it's just going to seem like fringe kind of. Yeah. Good but, point. I mean, yeah. I wasn't a big fan of Fringe, but (laughs) (laughs) I tried so hard. And you guys know, being X-Files fans, everyone says you have to watch Fringe. Not the same. Not the same. It was was cheesy. And I shouldn't say that because, I mean, some of the X-Files plot lines obviously were super cheesy. Quite cheesy. (laughs) But they did it in a dark manner that worked. (laughs) What do you mean? A talking tattoo of Jodie Foster's voice? Come on. (laughs) I don't know. It's brilliance. (laughs) <laughs> well, let's move into the monster of the week. Ryan, what do you have? Uh, today, guys, I wanted to discuss the Dover Demon. Are you guys familiar with this one at all? I am. Yes. Yeah. Um, I recently covered this in an article, so um, I'd never heard of it before until a uh, a witness of a similar creature told me about it. But, um, yeah, this sort of all stemmed around... Uh, 1977 in the town of Dover, Massachusetts. Um, And it happened over two consecutive nights. And it was first reported by a 17-year-old boy, uh, Bill Bartlett, who was driving in his car with a few other of his friends. And uh, they came across this small figure sort of huddled um, on the side of the road. And Bartlett, being the only one who really saw the thing, he witnessed a, a small grayish, a pale creature and it had glowing bright orange marble eyes and uh, it was standing upright and he said it was about like four feet tall or so no hair on it and no nose or mouth either and its head was big like a watermelon um and he was really shaken up he he told his friends about it and they sort of laughed it off they thought he was either drunk or or on something at the time uh but the the kid went home and drew a sketch of it, told his father, and his father said, you know, he's never really one to joke or make light of things, so um, shake it up. So then the second sighting of this thing came later that night by a guy named John Baxter and his girlfriend, and they saw a small creature huddled in the woods, very similar to the one Bartlett had seen, and... Uh, they were scared as well, went home, sketched it themselves, and then the last one came um, with uh, with a woman named Abby Braben, who saw another similar creature, but this time she saw the thing crawling on all fours. Uh, so one might suspect that maybe uh, what these people had seen was some sort of creature that was either injured or ill, and as time went on, it was getting more and more desperate. Um, but yeah, over the span of two nights, there were a bunch of sightings of this thing in Dover, and no one really knows what it was, but it's it really blew up in the whole cryptid world and has even spanned continents now. It's like almost a a go-to or an iconic figure in Japan. So yeah, I'm, I'm interested to what you guys know about this thing. Well, I think it's interesting, too, that um, even in the descriptions or if you see images of the sketches that it kind of looks like a small gray alien. Yeah, that's what struck me the most. You know, when I started looking into it, I said, this is very similar to an alien. Um, so one might wonder, are we dealing with some sort of gray or a, 
<laughs> you know, a hybrid of some sort? Or is this strictly something from this world? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But very creepy. And it's definitely uh, kept me looking into it and the people of, people of Dover as well. And, and it's also interesting. I'll point out that, um, yes, the first was by a 17-year-old, but the, subscri- uh, the other sightings were all by teenagers as well. You're right. And that that has prompted a lot of people to think this was some sort of elaborate prank. But uh, none of these people knew each other from what we could you know, mm-hmm. surmise. Um, but, yeah, I guess we'll never know. Is this sort of one of those things where once someone sees something, everyone starts to think they see it? Um, who knows? Who knows? But I found it really interesting. And those sightings uh, didn't seem to be associated with any sort of UFO activity. Mm-mm. And we don't hear of greys typically walking on all fours. So that's that's interesting and, and distinguishes this creature, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But it's also interesting that there really haven't been any subsequent sightings of this thing. Right. That's always uh, leaves room for skepticism. You know, was this a one shot deal, a one hit wonder, as it were? Um, or... Went out of style in the 70s. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Just like bell bottoms, like so many things. Hey, bell bottoms are coming back, man. Yeah. I'm ready. I am ready. No more <laughs> of these skinny jeans. Come on, guys. I got tree stumps for legs. <laughs> well, skinny jeans help you. They they slim you down and make now, you look taller. I don't know. Actually, <laughs> I just saw an article the other day that said, "Men, seriously, it's time to hang up your skinny jeans." So <laughs> it can't be good for us, if you know what I mean, Jason. It's not good for anybody. No. <laughs> Well, give it up. (laughs) We are in the month of November now and rapidly approaching the holiday season. So we've decided that this month's movie theme is Thanksgiving, fittingly. And we're starting off this week with my favorite Thanksgiving related movie, the 1987 John Hughes classic, Planes, Trains and Automobiles. This movie is fantastic. I hadn't seen it in uh, quite a while, so I watched it again. And so, truth be told, John Hughes is my favorite director. Uh, how could you not love John Hughes? And big John Candy fan. So I love this movie. It's uh, does a <laughs> all-too-real depiction of the struggle of trying to make it home for the holidays. <laughs> and uh, if anybody's ever tried to do that, they, they can relate to this movie of this sales guy trying to get home from, from a meeting in New York to uh, his family in Chicago for Thanksgiving and just all of the terrible things that happen along the way. I, I love this movie, Jason. I'm so happy you recommended this one. That's awesome. And you know, it's it's funny going through it again. I see so many things I didn't see before. Like this time through, I was just noting how many people, just several actors who made an appearance in Seinfeld are in this movie. <laughs> like just looking, I counted maybe five going through. There's the, the cab driver, Doobie, mm-hmm. um, the old man sitting next to Steve Martin on the plane, the flight attendant, the car rental agent. Uh, even at the very end, um, his wife's father so his father-in-law is Mm -hmm. mr wilhelm um there's just so many seinfeld people in there that caught my eye but awesome i wonder why that is and then there's the uncredited kevin bacon at the beginning he races races kevin bacon for the cab ben stein (laughs) is in there as the guy at the uh counter in the the airport announcing that the flight's been canceled so 
lots lots of people in there that I recognize now that I didn't uh, necessarily remember were in that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I hadn't watched this in a, a, I don't know, a handful of years either. And I watched it this morning. And I forgot how much anxiety that movie gives me. Like, it stresses me out oh, so yeah. bad when I watch yeah. it. And it's it, I think it's because we travel a lot, too, and yeah. things have happened, and it's just the stress of, like, no sleep. All you want to do is get home. It's cold. Everything's annoying. And that's how Steve Martin's temper, like, literally erupts oh, uh, yeah. on everyone. I don't condone his behavior, but <laughs> it's uh, – so, yeah, I was all anxious this morning. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> No, any anything that that can go wrong does go wrong, and he just loses it, mm-hmm. and then takes it, it was... out on poor Dell, and uh, yeah, they, they, they make up in the end, and it's it's quite a touching story, but uh... it really is. It's one of those odd couple movies where yeah. you really care for both of them, and you want the best for both of them. And one of my favorite, like the iconic scene, is when they're going down the uh, the highway the wrong way. Uh. You're oh, going the wrong God. way. <laughs> Spoiler alert, everyone. Uh, and you get that split second of John Candy as the devil. Yes. <laughs> it just kills me every time. <laughs> but I think this is one of those movies that really stretches the holidays. Like, yeah, it's based around Thanksgiving, but I tend to watch this more towards Christmas as well, where that that stress seems to linger and uh, you want nothing more than to just be in a bed, you know, either with a loved one or a friend's, not in bed with a friend. Those aren't pillows. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And just every, everything, like you said, Jason, everything you could think of goes wrong. And in the end, hopefully it'll be rewarding to see those we love. And there's one plot point in here that always gets me is who has the audacity to break into a motel room with two people sleeping and steal money out of their wallets by their heads like that to me has always been like who does that <laughs> that is a very desperate uh pickpocket <laughs> oh he was very cool and collected yeah, yeah that long he's, long-haired hooligan from 1987 he's done it before <laughs> for sure but, but yeah he, but he made out like a bandit because yeah, he must he have did. gotten over a thousand dollars there <laughs> and what uh, what other movie do you meet someone who's a curtain rod salesman Curtain ring. There we go. Yeah. I didn't I, even know what he sold. <laughs> but I, I love how he how he uh sells girls the, the shower rings as earrings. As earrings, yeah. Well, that is a salesman. And the yeah. the funny it's also really funny because most of the people he's describing the product to, he's telling them that it's autographed. Yeah. Wouldn't they be able to notice the lack of autograph? Right. It's not a perfect screenplay by any it's means. Like, this but... is a, <laughs> an authentic Daryl Strawberry autographed set of earrings. Well, and oh, I Darryl think that unless he said authentic <laughs> and not autographed. Good point. No, uh, he, he said autographed no. a couple of times. But, but I think that's the whole point is John Hughes is trying to throw in, you know, the humor of it. This doesn't make any sense. Why are people buying this to illustrate how good of a salesman he is? Well, we'll talk about John Hughes so many more times going through our movies here. But this guy was so amazing with his screenplays. He could whip out a screenplay in three days. And that's what he did for a lot of his movies. These movies would take him three days to write. <laughs> I mean, that makes me ass. so jealous. It takes me yeah. years to even write like a 20 minute film. <laughs> yeah. Well, fun movie and definitely got me in the mood for the holidays. So we're going to continue doing 
Thanksgiving related movies this month. I can't wait to hear what you guys come up with. <laughs> they can't be as good as this one. Definitely not. We'll find out. Well, uh, that's all from us for this week. So check out the rest of our content on our website, RoguePlanet.tv. Also, we want to hear your stories of paranormal encounters or experiences. So if you've got something to share with us, you can use the contact form on the website. And if we like it, we might read it on the show. We really want to start reading more um, creepy, weird stories on the show. So thanks for hanging out with us today. And we will see you in the future. Bye.